Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Sandy, and we're two Tenderfoot tourists. Welcome to episode 108, Sailing with Celebrity, a premium experience. So once again, we have Justin and Wendy. Thank you again for coming in. Hola. Hola. It's okay. <laughs> well, who'd you pick up from Mexico, Wendy? <laughs> um, Paco. Paco. <laughs> No, you cannot say that. Oh. Take that out. <laughs> yes. No, Take it out. In. Uh, episode we were talking about celebrity and we're talking about it this time but the last time what we did was we went through the dining experience and the type of passengers that a person would uh would see and these the, of course this is all based upon your opinion you've been yes. sailing for many many years on royal caribbean yes right and this is your first experience on a premium cruise yes, yes. and so and we're doing a little compare and contrast of uh the, the two basically because what you look like you're going to say something. As soon as you finish okay. what you're saying. So what we're looking at is um, we are definitely looking at a premium cruise as far as like an upgrade from what it is. But there does – we're looking at the pros and cons, what someone needs to consider before they actually go on to a – if they're willing to spend that kind of money for a premium cruise. Uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, but before we get into very much, I want to hear about their embarkation and – Disembarkation. Disembarkation. Yeah. yeah, my brain yeah. left the word. I was going to say in this in this episode we're going to cover cover the embarkation disembarkation. We're going to cover uh, some of the ports you guys had visited while on Celebrity and activities and activities. Exactly what a person and can entertainment. Oh, and entertainment. Oh, yes. yes, never leave out entertainment, especially so, with Justin Wendy. They yes. love entertainment. You know, the last episode, uh, Justin actually did some mentioning of some of the activities, but. We have a lot more to bring to you and maybe expound upon some of the ones he did mention. So, anyway, where do you want to embarkation, disembarkation? That's why I asked because I was like, I think that's a good place to start. I think that's an excellent place to start. Why don't you tell us what a person can expect with celebrity and embarkation? Okay. I would say embarkation on celebrity was far superior than what we have ever experienced on Royal Caribbean. Um, from the time that we were dropped off at the port, which was, we took an Uber to the port, and we ended up, we t- um, gave one checked bag to a porter, and then we started through the lines. Um, they looked at our express pass, and they realized that we hadn't signed for our credit card, and there was no picture on file, so they sent us up to the desk. There was no wait. Um, they took our picture, had us sign our forms, and then there was a really beautiful terminal that you could just like sit lots of lounging now, and tell everything. The customer, uh, tell the listeners what port you were at when you were embark- embarking. It was Port Everglades. Uh, so out Florida. of Fort Lauderdale. Yes. 
And so we ended up sitting for a few minutes in the terminal until they called our class. And then we ended up, um, we showed our pass, they scanned it. We walked on board, like Justin had kind of mentioned on the previous episode, we were immediately handed a glass of champagne and was able to walk. And then one of the greatest things with celebrity is if you remember about Royal Caribbean when you guys sailed, you have to carry around your suitcases, your backpacks, all of that until your rooms are ready at one o'clock. Well, with Celebrity, they end up, we each took on a wheeled carry-on and we had a backpack. They let you go immediately to your room to drop off things that you brought with you, grab your pass cards, and then go enjoy the rest of the ship until your rooms are ready at 1 o'clock. So that was awesome. awesome. Wow. Yeah. That That is amazing. That was a good experience. Now, some ships are starting to do that, but it's usually at an extra cost. Um, but with celebrity, it is a part of what they've been doing for a long time. You've already paid for that pretty much with yes. the, the amount that it costs. Yes. To go on a and that was very nice because most of the time when you embark on a ship, you're usually going to find the buffet or somewhere to eat because it's getting close to lunchtime. Carrying your luggage all the way. Yes. And so you've got to roll them with you and carry them with you. And then there's people around you doing the same thing and there gets to be congestion and people bumping into each other. Even a little tables. chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 did make it very nice. That is nice. That is nice. So as far as like uh, Everglades is a pretty nice port, isn't it? The way it is. Done. It's a very beautiful port. So it's smooth. It was a smooth process. And now disembarkation is uh, everybody hates that. I really yes, don't like disembarkation. Your cruise is over with. You're now coming back to the reality of life, and. Everyone wants off the ship, and, and it's usually the me wa- first mentality. Yeah, everyone wants off the ship. Pretty much, they want to get off. They have taxis to get to, and the airports to get to, and it can be very chaotic. But I will say, on this ship, it was again the best experience I've ever had at disembarking. Okay, so what made it so nice? The, it was just flow from the getting off the ship all the way out to the curb to the taxi because they had it down to a science. And they used facial recognition, uh, uh, facial, facial recognition technology, and you know, you know, for whatever it's worth, you may people may not like that, but in the process of this, it made it work very smoothly. I've never gotten off a ship that quickly through customs that quickly, anything like that. We were probably from the departure lounge that we were in all the way to the airport. So in that process, we had to walk off the ship claim our bags, um, walk outside, find a taxi line, wait in line, because we weren't confident based on our Uber drop-off that I wasn't confident that I could give them the correct address on where to meet us up. So we just chose to do a taxi because they've got lines and lines of them. So we walked, we got a taxi, and we're at the airport probably from start to finish. I'm not exaggerating, probably 30 minutes. I would say to the airport. Wow. And the, and the, the airport, airport and the airport was um if you map quested it or whatever it was at least 12 minutes away. So that tells that you really the slick. rest of the process. And that's like what we say it was like over 2000 passengers. 
2,800. Yeah, and and we had to wait several minutes for a taxi. Plus all the people trying wow. to get onto the ship because people were there getting ready to get back, get onto the ship. From yeah, the I, I would agree with you that, like you said, it's one of the frustrations or one of the downers that it is on disembark- disembarkation is because your vacation's ended. And on top of that, it's a hassle to get off the boat yeah. or the ship, that is. Can be. It, it can be a lot of stress. Like when we were on there, we had people yelling at each other, you know. Um, and then you had a, a person who was arguing with the person who was disembarking. Mm-hmm. And, and there was like, one on the phone yelling, well, what floor are you on? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, it was just like chaos. People are freaking out, you yes. know. And um, I don't know. Maybe it's the terminal itself. But, I mean, because, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's like the standard or the yeah, I would say Galveston is more chaotic than any other cruise terminal we've went on. However, they have gotten a lot bad, better to their credit. So I'm saying, based on the first time we went out of Galveston, and we've gone out many times out of Galveston, mm-hmm. based on the first time to the last time we went out into Galveston, it, they've had a major improvement. And it's not bad enough to keep us from cruising out of Galveston. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so now let's move on to the entertainment and things that are available to uh, anyone looking at celebrity. Okay, here's where I think celebrity falls short. I think the entertainment on Royal Caribbean is far superior than celebrity. In most cases. In most cases, okay. I just think in most cases, especially, and no offense to their production folks and their production shows but their production shows were not nearly on par with royal caribbean some of their in because all cruise lines bring in entertainers onto the ship at various times within the cruise and they usually get onto the ship from other ports that you're you're experiencing they had some really good entertainment they had a a fella who was i assume he was on broadway as simba and the lion king at least at some point in one of those productions. For six years, he For said. six years. <laughs> that fellow was an excellent entertainer and singer. But we have never done this that I know of. We walked out of the first production show, and we didn't go back to any more of them. And wow. when he says production show, he means the celebrity ship, their cast, that their singers and their dancers that put together full productions. Right. So when he says production show, that's what, yes. what he's meaning. So again, you know, I wasn't impressed by that. Um, however, it wasn't like just dreadful. I'm just saying it wasn't up to par. It's like, and, I think I'd rather be doing something yeah, else. Right really. Now. That's what it is. But they did have like some comedians, those headliners that they brought in, that there were some good shows that yeah, we there, enjoyed. Yeah, there were. But I do not think it was on par with Royal Caribbean. I will say their live music was fantastic. They had some great live music every single day throughout the ship, especially in the evening. I think their orchestra was very good. Uh, Royal Caribbean and their subsequent cruise lines are becoming... W- w- starting to become one of the only cruise lines that has a lot of live music. A lot of these other cruise lines are going to pre-recorded music, but they, oh. they, they're keeping everything live pretty much. Wow. So the live, <clears throat> the live bands, whether it's a jazz band or whether it's a solo classical guitarist or, you know, whatever have you on the ship, 
they were all very good and very good at what they do. Was there a lot of venues that had live music, though? Uh, I mean, quite a few um, throughout the ship. A lot of the live music at night was in some of the atrium type areas. Ah, okay. Um, which we found, like with Royal Caribbean, the newer ships have the promenade, which is kind of like the mall that runs through the middle. Okay. Yeah. The older ships, like you guys went on, Enchantment has the centrum and Celebrity has the centrum. And we actually really like the vibe of the ships that have those on there i like the centrum on our ship because the yeah. tons of people were standing there listening yes. and watching yes and you're on different levels yeah, like, and like, it's amazing like, uh, how many floors like six five floors where you could just look down and everybody have a view of whatever it is that uh that what's going on yeah and, and the music would carry yeah. up so beautifully and it would it yeah it'd carry really well uh, you know, I would say <clears throat> we never watch any of kind of the adult comedian stuff because we just don't want to hear that kind of stuff. Right. But, like, there was a comedian on the ship that they generally usually has, like, a clean session for a comedian on a lot of cruise ships mm-hmm. where it's it's not vulgar or anything like that. This guy was as funny as all could be out, and it was very clean. Oh, that's and good. And it just shows you you can do comedy and it be clean and still be hilarious because he was. He was very, very funny. Um, so that that's one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen on a cruise ship. So live music, uh, comedians, not such in the way of performances on like theater. Theater? The p- theater? Productions. Productions, thank you. Yeah. Um, but as far as like activities go, what kind of activities are we looking at on Celebrity compared to Royal? Well... Shuffleboard? The, <laughs> they're far less because mm-hmm. of the vibe of the ship. Um and also because of the clientele. So they're not they don't have zip lines or rock walls or anything like that. There, there were movies. Yeah. There was trivia. You'll find that. There was like our room was on the same floor as the the card room, the game room, and there were always like almost every single table was filled with people playing games. Or bingo. Well, that was a different venue. We actually never even went to bingo, but this was just people like putting mm. together puzzles and playing cards and stuff. Um, That's what together. old people do. Yes. There were a lot of young people doing yeah. it, too. Yeah. I like those things, too, though. Maybe I'm getting old. You I are. Yes. Okay. There I'm were only 49. There I- were some pool activities. Like There was always like a question of the day that they would try to make you hunt something down on the pool deck and uh, compete for things. So They had fitness activities on the pool, like Zumba and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Some of the some of the things that stuck out with me on activities that were more unusual and pretty cool was the indoor archery sessions. Yeah, where, you said that on the last one. I was very curious about yeah, that one. They had an inflatable target booth and it basically worked on a fan, you know, kind of like these bouncy houses. Mm-hmm. And there were cones, three separate cones within this bouncy house type uh, target area. And there were like ping pong balls floating on air. Okay. And you would take these Nerf um, bows and arrows and you would try to knock the ping pong balls okay, off. Okay, that sounds cool. That you sounds know? really fun. That I actually really fun. did so bad that Santa Claus came and helped me out. <laughs> we did have a guy. We did have a... She's saying that because there was a man, and I'm guessing he was a professional Santa. Uh-huh. There was a man on this cruise cruising alone that every day he dressed up in Santa gear. That okay, that's a, awesome. That and I heard, awesome. I heard, because I saw on one of the cruise forums afterwards, apparently he is known, people yes, have pictures well taken known. all the time with him, and he brings on like 20 or 25 pounds of 
candy in his carry-on to give out pieces of candy from Santa Claus. I like this guy. That's a lot of fun. I'm guessing he's probably a professional type of Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. And he would wear Caribbean shirts that had Santa Claus. That is so awesome. That's awesome. Another activity they had that was cool, though we didn't get to do it, but I'd heard about and I'd seen him do it, is that they had a putting contest, but it was inside, and basically they put the putting green down on the floor of the atrium, and they got up several flights of stairs, and they tried to knock the ball into the cup. Okay, that would be I fun mean, to watch. Stuff like I that. think Sandy would be good at that. Yeah. She's really good at putting. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> Mini miniature golf. I bet you do really good. I don't know. We'd have <laughs> okay. to see. That'd be worth it, though. It would be a lot of fun. It, it, it looked like it was fun, and of course they had the again they had the lawn club, so they had croquet and bocce ball and those kinds of things are out there on the grass. It's real grass. The whole thing was real grass that they had to manicure and maintain. Now, you mentioned in the previous podcast uh, that that there's a lot of people that um, were wheelchair-bound, I'm yes. guessing, or scooter. Scooters, or, yes. Um, uh, so you would say that this is an extremely handicap-friendly uh, boat. And was there any activities for for people who were doing that, I'm assuming I guess cards and puzzles were about it, right? But that's my guess. Um, the they could have part- they could have participated in that archery yeah. and uh, putting thing from a scooter okay. or wheelchair. I'm guessing. Um, the, but the only thing that I saw that someone may have problems with, and we didn't really go to the solarium pool, so I'm not sure. But there weren't a lot of people in the pools at any time. The The decks would be completely, like, hard to find a seat for people to sit and lounge at the pool deck. But actually, in the pools, not a lot of people. And I wonder if that is because they've got the ladders and it's harder mm. for them. They couldn't get into the pool. It wasn't like it was a zero-entry level pool this, that you This was in. mainly a cruise line with a crowd that was 50 plus 50 plus um there were very few people in mid 40s like me and wendy being late 30s there were very few people like that and i think depending on what type of cruise that you're going on what type of ports that you're doing Mm. i enjoyed this cruise um with celebrity not having a lot to do on the ship because it was such a port intensive cruise that we had six days in a row that we were at a different port of call with some type of excursion or activity. And so if there would have been more activities to choose from of a nighttime, I would have been like, I don't want to miss out on that. And I would have been even more exhausted after we hit that sixth port, like the last couple of days we were like oh my goodness we were just like so tired okay. so it was nice that there weren't more activities to choose from on this particular so this cruise. is this is the kind of cruise ship that you'd say that you need to look for as many ports as you can rather than just like a weekend getaway it, it, it's more like it, it to you for you personally the more the ports the better because of the fact that it's not just a weekend getaway it, because there's limited amount of things that really catch your interest that are just on board alone, right? Because I mean, am I am I missing that? I or? would say if it was a really port intensive cruise, or if it was just like a weekend getaway where you just want a few days to relax, and there was only one port, that would be great for that. If okay. it was a week long cruise and you had one or two ports, we may have gotten a little bored on the ship. Ah, that's what I was looking for. Okay, okay, yeah, you answered my question. Yes. Yeah, the the laid back vibe was 
good for the <clears throat> the intensity of the ports. Okay. Um, because it gave you some respite. Because once you hit the first port, you had six ports in a row on this okay. cruise. Well, let's talk about the ports that you were on. How many ports did you visit? Six. Six ports. Mm-hmm. And then they were all uh, Eastern Caribbean or Bahamas or what was it? It was Southern Caribbean. Southern yes. Caribbean. And um, the first stop was at Charlotte, Amalie, St. Thomas. And then we went to St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, the third stop was St. John's Antigua. And then Bridgetown, Barbados, Castries, St. Lucia, and Phillipsburg, St. Martin. Wow. Now, yes. I heard St. Thomas is gorgeous. They're, ever. They're I all, think that was my favorite. Yeah, They're all beautiful. Um, they're all beautiful ports, every single one of them. I think... If I'm choosing between them, I think St. Lucia was probably the most beautiful scenery with the pitons. Um, But I also would say that Barbados, no, Antigua, excuse me, Antigua was beautiful. The water there was some of the most beautiful I'd ever seen in the Caribbean. Uh, The flora, all the flowers everywhere were beautiful, things we do not see here. Um, I would say these are all the best ports we've ever been to on any cruise for me. And they're, they were all very different, like even in the colors of water and just how they looked from port to port. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. So our first port was St. Thomas, U.S. Right. Virgin Islands. We decided as an excursion in St. Thomas, we would go on a food tour. Uh, of St. Thomas, going to various venues. Our kind of tour. Yes. Yeah. Discovering the type of food that they eat and the things that they drink. And we had a fantastic guide named Garfield. He was... he A was, cat? Yes, Garfield. <laughs> he the was president? lively. Mm-hmm. He was energetic. He was full of life. Very kind. He really made the food tour, really. And so the food tour was great. We ate local food, had local drinks. Um, it had, for whatever reason, we didn't go to all the venues that we were supposed to go to. But still, I would say that as far as Garfield and his hosting and his tour guide skills, they were fantastic. And um, I, we really had a good time, I think, on that. It was fun. Garfield was great. It wasn't quite as we expected and what we felt like was advertised. Right. And we got the excursion on sale when Celebrity was running like 20 to 30% off. So we paid less than what we would have. Mm -hmm. But I still think it was a little pricey for what we ended up actually getting. Okay. So, I mean, my my question is – just to give people an idea of what it is, the, the kind of cruise or excursions you guys are accustomed to, most generally, this is your first Southern Caribbean excursion, isn't it? Don't you usually do Western Caribbean? Yes. yes. Isn't Eastern that how you Western. normally go? Yes. Uh, so compare the, the destinations you had on Southern Caribbean compared to Western Caribbean. Um, is, it, is there a stark contrast or is it, is it like you – know, you compare apples to oranges here or I don't know what – I will say that all these ports compared to any other part of the Caribbean we went to, that the scenic of it all, the beauty of the mountains and the hills and the architecture. The venue, basically. Yeah, they were. I think it was better than most. Yeah. 
And um, would you? Well, I was uh, the reason why I was kind of wondering that is because some people prefer a Southern Caribbean over a Western Caribbean. Yeah. Some people just prefer just any anything Caribbean. Yes. As long as it, you know, but don't don't have me go. I mean, they're very particular and very finicky about yes. what kind of visuals you're getting like yeah. for instance we went to Cozumel and the one thing you and I both agreed on was the fact that it was really overly commercialized at the port I mean it was right just I wanted a little more of the culture and and it, it, we still got some of that but I felt like they were hiding some of that from us as well well they were yeah, yeah. and so with that being said would you say that when you went to some of these ports which one of them was probably the one that you got a, a feel for the true nature oh, of the okay. culture there kind of more at pristine. the port itself. No, just once you got past the port. Okay, because I was going to say any cruise port that we oh, it's went be commercialized. to, they're all going to be commercialized mm-hmm. there at the port. Yeah, you really have to get off and do something to experience it on your own. But you're saying like at the port, which one gave you like the best? Flavor of flavor of place. what it actually was. Yeah, I I know for me it was Saint Lucia, Saint Lucia, um, because to get to the Pitons uh, and to the volcanic crater where it's not an active volcano, but this place in particular has um, mud flows and uh, mud pools, and that's what we were going to to experience something new. But it was a very long drive there and back. And we had a so tour. you had a real good feel for what it was like. There. Well, we had a tour guide talking the whole entire time. Oh, nice! Who was a native who had children? She told us about the government. She told us about how the school system works. She told us from her own personal perspective, wow. from dealing with her own children and her own family. She told us about the agriculture. She told us about. I love that. She was just really great. She was super nice. She had a great demeanor, but she gave you a real understanding of the world she lived there in St. Lucia. So for me, I think that was the best one to kind of get the local flavor from a local who can tell you about just the island you're on in general and how it operates. Okay. I would agree with that. Oh, would you? Okay. But if you were right there at the port, if all you did was get off at the port Mm -hmm. and see the shops that was there... It was completely different than what you experienced yeah, away from thought. the port area. Yeah, right. And I will say that's a good tip in general because every experience, every best experience we've had at understanding a particular geographical location, whatever island we're at when we're cruising, is when we've had a local person who was a local guy who just drove us around and told us everything about the place. We had that in Honduras. Um when we um, went to the monkey reserve and part of that was we had a tour of um, um, of the island there and that guy was fantastic he lived there he told you everything about the culture he told you about the federal government versus the local government he told you how he was just very he was wide open yeah yeah and that's usually the best experiences is when you have local people local guides living in the thick of it they live there every single day Mm -hmm. and they can tell you how the place operates you know sandy and i what we really enjoyed was whenever you had these people that was putting themselves out there and they were singing music or they were performing and stuff remember the guys that were the the 
the yeah um, there was a Aztec guys yes yeah and Cosmo. they were so much Those fun guys. they were a lot of fun and, and then uh, at the end when we were in line um, going back to the ship there was a man standing up there singing and playing guitar and he was so good yeah and and I. I kind of like that. Yeah. People actually, you know, they're performing and they're yeah. putting on a show for your entertainment, giving you a sense of that culture in, in, in general. Yeah, you know, I think to we a tipped degree. him. And we definitely t- we tipped both of them, both, uh, both oh, yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, make a long story short, um, and I think we've discussed this ba- on the pod- podcast before, is that uh, cruise ships – uh, that is very beneficial to a lot of these islands because it's currency and it's in- income that that these islands actually need. Yes, so many of them. That's all they have is tourism to keep them going. So it, it you know what, and you don't feel like you're in- invaders, but you feel like guests, which I love. Right. So would you say straight across the board, every port that you went to, you felt like guests? I thought they were all great. I thought the people at all the ports, the local people, were all great. There's always a bad apple in the bunch, but in general, I thought they want you there. These islands, these U.S. Virgin Islands and these other countries that are island nations, most of them have nothing to export and everything to import. Mm -hmm. And so for them, tourism is the lifeblood of their, their culture and how they live. And so they will tell you that. They... And anytime I've talked to anyone on any of these excursions, like they're like, we're glad you're here. We need you to be here. You know, that's what they, that's what they depend upon. You mentioned a moment ago that you did the mud pools. Yes. I'd like you to tell us about some of your activities at your different ports, but definitely start with the mud pools. (laughs) Okay. So that was St. Lucia where we ended up. We um, all got onto a bus and the ride was probably an hour and a half to actually get to the mud baths but we were in this huge air-conditioned van or bus that had really large picture windows so we could see all of the beautiful scenery in St. Lucia. Um, The tour guide was wonderful. Um, She would even stop if we were going by um, like a fruit tree and she would stop and actually pick a piece of the fruit and pass it around and let us sample it. There was um, a man with like a gigantic snake along the side of the road and so she was like get your cameras ready and she's like i've never done this before and you could tell she was terrified but she got out and like put the snake on her and you know different things so she was great her name was donna and what island was this again this was saint lucia saint lucia okay saint lucia is considered the tahiti of the southern caribbean i've been dying to go to saint lucia i know right (laughs) So we ended up driving, you know, like the the hour and a half and she's pointing out, like Justin said, about like all the schools and telling us history. And we stopped for a restroom break and there was like some little huts set up um, with some people selling some homemade goods. So we got like a homemade mortar and pestle there and some banana ketchup because banana is one of their major exports. Oh yeah, you guys told us about that. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so we ended up, we arrived at the mud baths. It's volcanic. It's at the base of a volcano. And so one thing that was great, too, we could leave everything locked 
in the the bus um, with the bus driver. So if we don't want to carry all of that stuff down there. And then um, the tour guide, Donna, she was like, I'm going to take my bag. So if you want, give me your cell phone and I'll make sure and take pictures oh, of you. that's great. So that you don't have to worry about like the mud and any of that. So we gave Donna our phone. We we walked down. There's some steps, but it they're not super steep. There's a railing so you could easily access it. But it seemed like all of the tours that we chose it said if you have mobility issues not to go because there were some steps she found a place for all of us to put our towels and things like that and so the first thing you do is you climb into these pools yes yeah they're they what they've done they've harnessed the um the mud flow there the mud pool uh springs mm-hmm. and they've harnessed it and they've made it out of rock and so there's a pool that's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow! And it's it's um it's a th- it's a like thin volcanic dark water with volcanic mud in it, but it's not thick. You mm-hmm. know, I get it's it. like getting in um like in a whirlpool. Okay. You know? And you start there to open up your pores yes. before you. And so you take a dip in that. You open else. up your pores, and then they've harvested the mud up farther in the the lava spring, the mud spring, and they bring it down in pails. And then you take it out of the pails and you start lathering it all over each other. They have a tradition of actually painting things on your bodies and stuff. And so Wendy and I are taking, it's different colored muds. There's gray mud, there's black mud. You start with like the light gray mud yeah. and cover, and then you can do so your we're, accents. So we're putting it all over each other and then like, like I'm taking my hand like that sa- like fun like Sour oh, Man oh, on the oh, oh. taking my hand like Sour Man on the um, oh, Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings. Rings and you know putting handprints <laughs> on us and stuff like I that. I saw that. Yes. So I mean that's what we're doing and we're decorating our bodies and look we're you know we're wearing bathing suits. It's not anything like that. And um, <laughs> Which ev- we're all everyone's in for. bathing suits. Yes, thank you, Justin. And so you put that on, then you let it dry. You're supposed to let it dry. So you stand there, and, the, and then she'll take your pictures. Does it itch? Know. No, it was great. Okay. It was warm. It actually did feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, once you washed it off, your skin did feel a little tighter. It's also and stuff. supposed to help like remove toxins and stuff like that. But it, it definitely, was just soothing. I think I would do it, but we talked about when you're down in it, we'd be worried about it getting in crevices. Oh, <laughs> it got everywhere. Which, which was funny because usually there's like a freshwater shower that they have. So after you finish, you've rub the mud all over you let it somewhat dry you get into the pools again to wash it back off and then you can go do the showers and change clothes and everything well the showers something was up with the water that day so you couldn't rinse it completely off so you had to do as best as you could in the pools Mm. which there's also it kind of smells like sulfur. No, it doesn't kind when of. You're it down does there. Smell like sulfur. Okay. And so, um, that's good to note. You rinse off as best as you can. Well, so we did that. We spent the rest of the day riding around on the excursion and the bus and everything. And then, whenever we ended up getting back to our cabin, which we also need to tell you about our cabin at oh, some yeah. point, um, that like when I went to the restroom, I saw mud. <laughs> That's yes, it does get everywhere. So it does get everywhere. You, in fact, they warn you that you can ruin your bathing suit. 
Which it didn't well, mind. It, it didn't dark, mind either. But there's the potential of it. I was thinking when you said that it's really good, they say that it's good for like removing toxins from mm. your body. There would be nothing left of me once they removed all the yes. toxins. I, I would be so thin. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> and they also, they sell the soap there, like lots of different places that's made out of the mud. So I got some of that and brought oh, back. Oh, really? Does it smell souvenir. like sulfur? No, so- they have a sulfur soap and then the mud soap. And I got the mud one. Good I was like, you. I don't want the sulfur one. So we're very adventurous and it was a new experience and it was it actually was really fun i would do it again and then after we ended up leaving the the mud baths we stopped at a restaurant i think it's called the beacon yes and it was an open air um restaurant restaurant that had views of the pitons um with a homemade like local cuisine the food was excellent and it was right up my alley really great so there was a panoramic view of Sofrites or Sofiers, the city there. It's hard to pronounce. Yeah. and But you can see the whole city down there in the valley, and the, the houses look like little tiny houses like a Monopoly. Tell everybody again, what island was this again? It, the St. Saint Lucia. Saint Lucia. And then, the so the town is in the valley, and then the Pitons just rise like two giant mountains right out of the ground. And uh, mm. it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. You Didn't can see want what, to leave, did you? Yeah, it's a World Heritage site, so I mean, it's beautiful. Nice. Um, it's 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 something to behold, really. I see why people would like like going mm. there and like experiencing it. So you go ahead. I was going to just say. So was there any other activities at any other ports that jumped out at you as being your favorite thing you've done in a while or something new? I liked all of them. I, I liked our. We had. I think it was in Antigua. Our catamaran. Yes. And so that was a catamaran sailing vessel with a lobster lunch on the catamaran. So they grilled. First of all, you get on the catamaran and you sail and they take you to various beaches and they just beach the catamaran right onto the sand. Awesome. And you walk right onto the sand you swim around, have a good time, and the and the Antigua, the water around there is amazing. But at lunchtime, they have whole lobsters, mounds of them, and they're cooking and grilling them on the ship. And they give each of you a half of an entire giant Caribbean lobster. Wow. These aren't your little lobsters you get from That's a lot of Maine food. here where we live. These were giant Caribbean lobsters. Radioactive, I'm sure. And St. John's Antigua, um, where he's talking about there, that's one of those places, if we ever decide to do an all-inclusive resort, that I told Justin that would be on my list of places to go because it was just so the water was beautiful. beautiful. There you go, guys. And they do have sandals and some other sandals resorts. resorts. And that's Antigua? Yes. Yes. Antigua. Antigua or yeah. not Antigua? You say both, but the islanders, I noticed, said Antigua. Oh, okay. Well, um, we also really enjoyed at Barbados. We did a snorkeling excursion mm-hmm. on another ship that they oh, took us out. Oh, yes. That was and, amazing. And we got to snorkel at a shipwreck. Two and shipwrecks. Then Oh, oh that's two so shipwrecks, cool. And then also with sea turtles. Ah. And we have never swam with sea turtles, and these were giant Caribbean amazing. turtles. Oh, my goodness. They were See, gently, that would be the best for me. They were gently swimming in the water, and they're a protected species all over the globe. And so you can't touch them. You can't go after them. Um, they're very specific about that. But they are swimming around you. And oh, wow. The, what an experience. It was amazing. And the ship, I've never seen so much 
fish and sea life on a snorkel excursion than I saw on this one because those ships acted like, you know, reefs, not man-made reefs. Right. And so the fish were everywhere, all different types of fish, all different colors. It was like what you would see when you see a commercial for someone snorkeling in the Caribbean. Yeah. That's the kind of experience That's it what was. experience nice. I would be looking for. Yeah. So I have a question. Obviously, the fish were amazing, but were you as buoyant yes. as, to, as we were in Cozumel? Yes, I was yes. very buoyant. Steve would have enjoyed it because he oh, likes yeah. to be buoyant. I would have my SpongeBob and my palm tree ready. <laughs> yes, yes, but that catamaran, that um, that experience there, the snorkeling experience, was the best one I've ever had as far as seeing sea life. And the sea turtles. We've never seen sea turtles on any kind of excursion. I would say that all the four excursions that we've talked about were all ones that we booked through the ship. We booked in advance on a sail. Um some of those we ended up by purchasing it in advance and when it was on sale we saved over fifty dollars a person wow. by doing so because mm-hmm. like that lobster catamaran thing was going on the ship for like 150 bucks a person um if you would have waited to purchase it like the day of so we ended up getting a really good deal on that but all of those excursions were absolutely amazing and i would say are better than any of the excursions we've ever done on royal they were elevated um so much more so my so then so would you say that uh it's it's it, you wish those kind of excursions were available on the Royal Caribbean or are those and they may the- be we haven't done every kind of excursion on Royal Caribbean and they may have those kinds of experience but the thing I I would say she's right every one of them were that good like from the operators of the crafts we were on all these guys were happy people I don't think it was fake I mean they were happy joyful people loved what they did. Loved life, loved living where they lived, and you could see it in how their demeanor was and how they dealt with people, and even how they dealt with difficult people or difficult situations, because we had a couple of those kinds of things. You're going to have that no matter what you cruise. But Uh, Go ahead. I was just saying, just in general, I think the – and some people may disagree with this, but we've traveled a lot now, and just in general – these countries are a lot happier than we are and they have a lot less. So there's something to be said there. Yeah. But I, we enjoy the travel and we enjoy the people in these other countries and a lot, I'm sure they're like anyone else. They have difficulties every single day, but they all have great outlooks and great attitudes just about life in general. Just okay. St. Martin. Well, I'll, I think I'll put St. Martin, St. Croix in the same boat and, And just for your listeners and a little tip in that you don't always have to go on to an expensive excursion to have a good time. And St. Martin and St. Croix are good examples of that. Both both of those um, ports, all we did was get off and, and just go right to a local beach. It didn't cost us a dime. Now, in St. Martin, it cost us a ferry ride, which was super cheap. But we went to beaches that didn't cost anything. Now, you could purchase things like umbrellas or beach chairs, but you didn't have to do any of that. You can still have access to the beach because all their beaches are public beaches that don't cost a dime. And so when we were in St. Croix, we decided, hey, we're just going to get off the ship and go. We knew that. We found out through some people there was a local beach there just right off the side of the port. 
And that's what we did. We didn't buy a chair. We didn't buy an umbrella. We just plopped our stuff right down on the sand, went out into the water, had a good time, had a good time with the people who were around, around us, ended <clears> up <throat> talking with a woman that cruised a lot and just talked about her cruising experiences and stuff. You can have those kinds of experiences, too. It doesn't have to always cost you money. St. Martin was the same way. We made, we always do. We make friends on the cruise ship. This was no <laughs> exception. We thought we decided we're all going to go and have a good time. We're just going to get on the ferry at St. Martin and go to the beach. And that's what we did. We did purchase uh, rentals for an umbrella and a lounge chair there. It was very inexpensive, 20 bucks or something like that for the whole day. And we had a good time with our friends, route in the water with the cruise ship in the background. Ooh. And we, our friends, that would be so cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. And our friends said that that was one of the best times they'd ever had. And oh. they had booked excursions at every single port except for that one. And they said that that was their favorite. So the don't underestimate just going to the beach and enjoying no, your exactly. time there and relaxing. You don't, again, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts. You don't have to spend a, t- a dime extra to have a good time on the cruise. No. And uh, we believe that. In fact, Wendy and I have talked about in the future, in the near future, doing a cruise where we don't spend an extra dime. And that's when we have to have you guys on again. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's when we should go with them on. Maybe yes. we'd save some money. <laughs> no. Yes. We'll hold each other accountable. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so, you know, tagging upon, like, you know, don't underestimate, you know, the importance. You don't have to spend a lot of money and everything. Yeah. But on the flip side, you spent money on a premium cruise. Did the room or the stateroom that you have, was it, did it feel premium to you? Was it? We loved our stateroom. Um, first of all, since Royal and Celebrity are sister companies, um, and we are platinum status. I forgot about the platinum. Shout out to Sean. Um, we got a free within the category upgrade. So we ended up getting what's considered a hump balcony if you look at like the ship where it kind of goes out in the center um we had a balcony that was on one of those areas so the balconies are larger very cool they're deeper i'm assuming right yes it was deeper and i believe it was maybe a little bit wider i would say it was two-thirds the size of our cabin wow it was humongous no, I'd say a th- I said it was a third to a half the size of our cabin. Okay, I disagree with that. <laughs> okay. We had a it large lounger, two did chairs. Justin sleep out there? No, he could have. It did have, <laughs> it did have like she said, a large lounger, two chairs, and, and a, a side table. table wow, out there. Did you guys spend any time on that balcony? We, we spent so much time out there, and like we said, the last evening we ended up having all of our table mates out that we there. had dinner with. We had a little get nice. together in our room room so. service. Yes. But so, they were all out on the balcony with us. Yeah, because mm. it was ginormous. Um, we would say that the rooms were slightly larger than Royal. Yes. Um, when we had a balcony with Royal before, the size of the balcony and the size of the room um, on Celebrity, it was definitely larger. The storage was much better. Um, lots of room for everything, better layout, better flow, and the bathroom was larger and had more storage Oh, well. I vote for the larger bathroom. No, it did have a larger bathroom. And, Sandy, you remember how small the showers oh, yeah. were? Oh, yeah. This shower was a lot bigger than a normal shower on oh. a ship. 
Yes. We both could be in that bathroom and doing things. It was things a premium shower. Yes. It was a premium yes, was. shower. For the platinum and, and the location <laughs> <laughs> And the location of our um, room was great. It was on the ninth floor, and it was near the, the game room, so it wasn't super loud. And also, those public spaces like that, they had like sliding glass doors that would open and close kind of on sensory. To buffer the sound. To buffer the sound, which we never saw it being... Yeah. Very loud anyway. It probably had a 40-plus inch flat screen TV in the room. Wow, really? Oh, my goodness. It was a very large TV. And it had like a little vanity um, with a chair. And then it also had like a taller cabinet with lots of storage. It it did have a refrigerator Mm -hmm. and a safe, which we had them empty out or our refrigerator because they actually stock a mini bar mm-hmm. still. Yeah, we and, wish we would have had a, a refrigerator on ours. We could have mm, used one. Yeah, we could have saved our sushi for later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had them take that out so that we had room to keep um, bottled waters and things mm-hmm. like that. The rooms were very nice, lots of storage, very accommodating. Um, we have no complaints about that. Um, we enjoyed the room immensely. Um, if we're getting back to and if I'm thinking about the end of our conversation here about would I rather go on Celebrity than Royal, when I went into this whole endeavor, I thought that I would probably go on Celebrity. Because here's the thing. Let me backtrack. We only went on this trip because it was our 20th anniversary. And ah. so we spent a little bit more than we normally would. In fact, we, you know, we won't do this very often. You go big or go home. Yeah, we won't we won't do this very often. Right. But we did because it was a special anniversary. I thought though that I would go on celebrity and then I would be like, I don't know if I want to go back. But honestly, it was a great experience. I would encourage anyone to do it at least once. Yes, but it was not so great that it made me want to only cruise on that cruise line. I'm perfectly fine going back to Royal Caribbean. Now, if Celebrity came to Galveston, because we, we go out of Galveston a lot, and we and they were comparable in price, Royal Caribbean to Celebrity somehow, mm-hmm. then we probably would choose the Celebrity. But I don't, for me... The extra expense of celebrity, and it's not a huge amount of difference between a Royal Caribbean ship, but the extra expense of it, I don't know if it makes that big of a difference to me. It costs quite a bit more for us to fly from Springfield to Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. so that added a significant cost. Um, but just the price of the cruise, when you figured what we spent per day, and comparable with when we went on Oasis class ship, which was um, a balcony as well. We probably spent about 30 to $40 more per person per day being on Celebrity. But we also had like sodas and bottled waters and, you know, all of those things included that we didn't. So um, best ca- or best comparison, it was a little bit more, but not not as much as we originally thought. Not not a, not enough to really make you like blanch at it. Like 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 that for Gwen. Right. right. Wince right. at it as right. really. But again, great experience. We're gla- we're people that are glass half full half that's half full. We're gonna have a good time on any cruise we go to, on, no matter how small, how big the ship, whatever port we go to. We just want to be out on the ocean, and so I'm not. 
I'm not denigrated in any way. It was a very good cruise and a very good cruise line, but it wasn't so far above our experience on Royal Caribbean that it made me want to stay with that cruise line. Okay. See what I'm saying? No, I I know exactly what you're trying to say. You know, if I was going to take same price and I could go on one celebrity cruise or I could go on two Royal Caribbean cruises, I'm picking the two over the one. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, So the the celebrity, it was a wonderful experience for one time for you. Yes. It could be different for somebody else. Someone might just like, you know what? I'm no longer cuz I mean, we met couple couple a couple on uh Enchantment that that uh, swore by Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Norwegian. And yeah. they were totally unhappy <laughs> with yeah, the with, one this we were is on. our first Royal Caribbean and it stinks. <laughs> yeah, they had nothing but bad things to say. Um and we're just sitting there going, "But we like it." Yes. <laughs> you know. That's not bad. I like this. Um they so, were older and they didn't like all the. Is you were hoopla. talking about beverages and stuff? Is there any beverage that stuck out in your mind that was a go-to? I had to go to. Uh, well, there's one place that was a go-to that we would go multiple times a day, <laughs> and it's like one it of the best places on the ship was Cafe Albaccio, and that is their coffee shop. And so, if you had some sort of like drink package, then you could get their specialty coffees at no additional charge. But Ooh. even if you didn't have a um beverage package Mm -hmm. the pastries were free there and so they had all different kinds of cakes and cookies and pastries and that was the best desserts probably apart from tuscan tuscan their desserts may have been had the best desserts on any ship we've ever been on yeah so it was really great but then they also had like your regular like mochas and you know Stuff like that. So it was great. And the ladies there even like knew me on a first name basis. And if they saw <laughs> Justin, they were like, where's Miss Wendy? We haven't seen her today. Oh, funny. And so we would go because they had like these incredible lemon tarts and chocolate oh. tarts. So oh. that was definitely a go-to place multiple times a day for What was us. it called again? Cafe Albaccio. So is that like a standard across all the uh, celebrity ships, you I'm, think? I'm not I sure. Know. I am not sure. But it was... Very busy all the time and for good reason. It was just a good place to get a good drink, good coffee, all various types of coffee. Uh, Lavazza is the kind of coffee they use, which apparently is a well-known coffee. It's not the uh, coffee that's uh, pooped out by monkeys, is it? I don't think so. That's um, <laughs> that's that. He chooses um, to believe no. He believes I believe a civic it's cat. Not. I think that's what that comes out of. Oh, but no, cat. I don't. I don't think it is that. Caf Cape uh, Luwak or whatever. It was something. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't like that. Um, but it was a great place, and again, good staff, just like the entire ship. The the staff was excellent, just in general. That's what I love about cruises, though. I mean, they really personalize themselves to you. Even yeah. more, even more on this cruise ship than when yeah. you were on your enchantment. On the enchantment, mm-hmm. the thing is, is I can see the value in in actually uh, doing assigned dining. You know it mm-hmm. uh, is that what it's called assigned dining dining instead of freestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, freestyle is just simply going just so that everybody's knows what a freestyling is. You just go basically anytime the, the mm-hmm. place is open. You just mm-hmm. first time any, seating, anytime, whatever, anytime seating. Yeah. But uh, scheduled is like you have to be there at this time. Yes. And and then you get the same server, I'm assuming. Yes. And you set with the same people. At the yes. same you sit with the same people. Same people, same servers. So uh, I can see the benefit in that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially if you want that interaction. Yes. We We will say now based on cruising with groups of people, 
that when we cruise with groups of people, we are always going to do set time dining. I think that we even talked about, even if it was just us, that we prefer the ease of the set dining. Because if you don't get your reservations in... um, you have to spend a lot of time waiting for mm-hmm. the, the well, and then time. You guys like to meet new people, too, so that gives you the opportunity to get to know the people at your table. We so. always make friends. Um, and, and just kind of a sideline, we met an older couple on there and, and got to know them. And by the end of our conversation, they gave us their business card and said, you can stay with us anytime you're in Florida. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's nice. So, I mean, you don't know me. I could be a psychopath. (laughs) I was say, they're axe murderers, but hey, it's all good. (laughs) But that's the kind of camaraderie you find. We have a plethora of Facebook friends who are Facebook cruising friends that we interact with on Facebook. We found Um, a lot more people on Celebrity to be willing to strike up strike up conversations and just chit chat with you. Yes. That could be like a generation thing. I though. think it is. It could be. I think it is. Cuz I mean you like you were saying they're 50 years of age or older. Uh, Sandy and I that's nothing for us to be like standing in line at a grocery store and just strike up a conversation with a person next to us. Right. So they're, they're uh, all willing to talk and they enjoy talking. Yeah, like the interaction. Yes. Yes. So uh, wow, this was a this is actually a lot of fun talking about this. Yes, uh, we like it. I think we've learned a lot uh, uh, about I, celebrity. Absolutely, and I won't lie. I, I kind of would like to experience it someday, I think. Maybe nice. you will. Maybe you I know. will, Justin. <laughs> I don't know. I want to swim know. with turtles. Oh, yes. well, yeah. That was pretty cool. Swimming with I, I thought you wanted to swim with whales. No, I want to see whales. <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable <laughs> swimming with them. <laughs> no, there was lots of whales we swam with, um, including me. Oh. oh! Did he make the noises, Wendy? Oh. I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Gosh, guys, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your experience with Celebrity Cruises. It was uh, actually it was very educational, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're someone who is looking to go on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, if has experience with Royal Caribbean pr- uh, prior to mm-hmm. anything else, or you know, you just. It's fascinating to find the differences between the premium and just the regular. Now, if anybody out there listening wants to hear more about what Royal Caribbean has to offer, we have several podcasts with Justin and Wendy, the Queen City Cruisers, Mm -hmm. right? Queen City Cruisers. And uh, so we're ambassadors of cruising. Yeah, we've called them that too. (laughs) So, but the thing is, you can go back and you can listen to that. Just go back to uh, on Apple Podcasts, Bodbean. Anywhere. Did you say Bodbean? Bodbean. Bodbean. Anyway, <laughs> they're out there for you bada to listen bing, to. Boom. And you can even hear our experience on the Enchantment of Sea where we actually went with Justin and Wendy on that time, and that was a lot of fun. It was fun. Uh, in fact, I'd like to do it again. Not Enchantment, but something else, yes. too. Just yes. like let's Anytime, Steve. Anytime. Wow. Anytime. You have one scheduled. I do have one scheduled. That's the thing. That'll be a good one. Uh, okay, so with that being said, I think we have ourselves another, another excellent episode. I would agree, sir. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode number 108. Sailing with Celebrity, a premium experience. Two Tenderfoot Tourists is a family-friendly podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, just to name a few. To get in touch with us and chat about this podcast or even your travel experiences, simply email us at tenderfoottourists at gmail.com 
or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out our website at twotenderfoottourist.com. That's T-W-O, tenderfoottourist.com. And keep those suggestions coming, and maybe you'll give us our best episode of 2019. I'm Steve. And I'm Sandy. Until next time. Stay tender. Stay tender.